0: Welcome Spirit Travelers to the Conscious Quest Podcast. On this show, I, Kaylee, and my co-host Sonia review and explore the spectrum between science and spirituality to help listeners find their own authentic sense of spirituality. We also run and discuss monthly chakra-based quests to develop a sense of balance between mind, body, and spirit. We hope you'll join us for a quest or two and see where the journey leads you.
1: Welcome to another episode of Conscious Quest, and if by any chance you think that we sound a bit more refined this episode, well, that'll be because this is our second recording due to technical difficulties, also why this episode is late. So, uh, our sorries. Also, I'm Sonia, and this is... I'm Kaylee. Hi, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this episode is about the solar plexus chakra, and now a brief overview of it. It is located in the stomach area, and it is responsible for confidence, self-esteem, and feeling control in your life. Um. After that, we'll be talking about our quest that month in our experience, and then relating it to some current events, like the Don't Say Gay bill. Uh, right we're gonna be relating it to some gay shit i'm so happy for that and then uh, (laughs) and then we'll talk about some self-help shows but first let's pull a card so we're changing up our card game this month um instead of doing tarot cards we're doing something else because i believe Mm -hmm. that you can use whatever the fuck you want to to (laughs) tell the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, it. <laughs> the cards that we are using are cards against humanity cards <laughs> very straightforward and we're ready to fucking go yes uh, <laughs> make it blunt and funny that's the way i like life all right so cards against humanity cards what is the vibe of this episode what's up with the solar plexus what's up with the don't say gay bill and self-help shit what do you think multiple Mm -hmm. stab wounds (laughs) that does feel like existential. multiple stab wounds yeah Yeah. i mean especially your uh, experience of the solar plexus (laughs) month. yeah i cried every single stabbing every time Yeah. (laughs) yeah and also the don't say gay bill sound well seems like some sort multiple of multiple stab wounds for sure yeah yeah that's the yeah, vibe especially into trans people ripping right into them it's mm. not fair mm. oh that got dark man i don't like that one multiple stab wounds <laughs> <laughs> i mean is it wrong though <laughs> it's not okay i guess the truth doesn't always coddle all right yeah can we set cards against humanity to like ease you into it? Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. We're emotionally aware. We can handle it, right? I guess right. emotionally aware means emotional masochism? Maybe. Mm. As long as you're aware of it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being aware, let's talk about the solar plexus. Yeah. Um, so like you said, the solar plexus is right at the navel. Um, it's like under the ribs between your pelvis, like that whole area of your body. Its element is fire. Um, mm-hmm. Its color is yellow on the energy spectrum. However, one of the best things that I've read or heard about with the solar plexus is that if you're trying to use color therapy to work with your solar plexus, if you hate the color yellow, don't use the color yellow. Like use your favorite colors because the solar plexus is so much about your authentic expression and just being who you are and like having confidence and self-esteem. And so if you hate the color like and you're trying to work with that it's probably not gonna get you very far. <laughs> right? It's like you're trying to work on confidence and having control. Yeah every time you look at the color yellow you just lose your shit. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna help. Here's our first uh, The solar plexus Does deal with confidence, self esteem. It also is the power center of all of your energy. So anything that requires like willpower or a drive to take action, um, motivation, decision making, self control, um, and control in general, too, like feeling like you're in control of your life and your own expression, all of those things have to deal with uh, come from your solar plexus yeah yeah and uh there can be you, your solar plexus can be blocked and therefore you have a tough time with with boundaries and and um trying to grasp control in your life maybe you relinquish control to other people around you or maybe you have an abundance of that chakra and you are trying to control everything and you're suiting all of this confidence but you feel none of it um Mm. so there can be too much and too little yeah yeah so like some of the life things that can block the solar plexus i feel like they're so common so trauma just like Mm. any of the chakras can can (laughs) block your solar plexus um feeling a sense of failure without having anyone around you to support you, um, being bullied, experiencing judgment from other people, um, any kind of situation where you felt helpless or out of control in a, like for an extended amount of time. Those things all just drain your solar plexus and i mean that whole list like who hasn't experienced those things (laughs) right (laughs) yeah and it's gonna it's gonna happen and it's always gonna change its form of expression but like that's where being self-aware comes into play and realizing that this it's messing with your solar plexus uh but there are ways to unblock or to find balance with with that chakra so so as long as you can be aware of those effects those side effects happening you can work on on the problem like if you like experience those things and you're not sure like if it has affected your solar plexus or not because those things are also things that can affect like the entire system and it might not have settled in your solar plexus and created an, an imbalance but the cues we have physical and emotional cues that let us know that there's a problem that's happening there. Physically, there can be stomach or digestive issues, um, nausea, ulcers, like if you have issues with controlling your blood sugar, um, uh, like diabetes, issues with the pancreas, all of that is related to the solar plexus. And then emotionally, it might come out as not being able to take responsibility for yourself or things in your life. It could come out, like we said, as like a need to control and like that anxiety that comes up when you feel like you're out of control in your life. And that can either be like, you know, you then trying to control everything and everyone around you, or it can be like a victim mentality of i'm uh, I'm not in control, and I'm scared, and it's not my fault. You're not taking responsibility for your own situation in life. It can come out as feeling helpless. It can come out as insecurity, inauthenticity, feeling like you don't have a purpose or any kind of drive in life or just like a general lack of confidence and self esteem. So yeah. There's, I think yeah, it's there's just a such a very it's such a pervasive um, imbalance I think that most of us have a solar plexus imbalance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of outside sources that uh that encourage having an out of balance solar plexus chakra like a lot of things in our society um a lot there's a lot of trying to grasp for control of other people like that's abundant yeah definitely because like when you don't feel like you have control or you aren't able to express yourself authentically or be in your power there's this tendency to try to bring other people down to your level so you can feel like you're in control of them instead of addressing the fact that it's you that the like you're the problem mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> So other than self-reflection, what are some ways that we could balance the solar plexus?
0: I think um, it's super important to work
1: on self-love and self-acceptance because that's where, like, confidence comes from. I mean, there's always the things that every other source is going to suggest like certain yoga poses and working with colors and essential oils. And, but like we said in the last episodes, like those things are really uh, there to support the internal journey of like asking the questions and facing the blockages, right? Like setting the tone for the ritual, not doing mm -hmm. the work itself. That comes from you. And you can um, look up like if you want that kind of support, that information is everywhere. But it's so important to ask yourself the questions like, you know, what makes me feel confident and how can I have more of that in my life? And like, are do I have relationships in my life that support my confidence or do I have relationships that take me down? Mm-hmm. And What can you do to try to put yourself in a better situation with those things? It might mean, you know, learning how to to have boundaries with other people. It could be learning how to reframe and rewire the way that you think about yourself. And these things are, like, really difficult to do, and they are a long-term process. Like, this isn't something that it's going to be like, oh, meditate with a certain frequency on for half an hour, and then your solar plexus blockage is gone. Mm -mm, It's just not how this shit works. Taking a pill only masks the symptoms Mm -hmm. in that way. But, um, yeah... (laughs) I, I mean, the shadow elements of this is shame and guilt. So it's going to be normal to feel that uh, when you're trying to work with it. And But as you said, it takes a lot of trust and boundaries um, to even start making, generating that confidence. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Building that trust is so essential. And that's something that we'll talk about when we talk about our experience with that quest that month was it was really surprising to me I think like how much trust was became the focal point of working with the solar plexus but yeah um,
0: <laughs> I also think it's really important
1: to when you're thinking about the things that make you feel competent to analyze are these things internal or are they external so are you gaining confidence by other people giving you compliments and telling that you're doing a good job or are you is this like a well of confidence that you can always draw on that's within yourself because i think the way that society has programmed a lot of us most of us is that external validation is where we get our confidence from and it really doesn't yeah. have to be that way cuz that that perpetuates this uh consumer mentality to always consume always Absolutely. always seek outside you are never enough you will never mm-hmm. be enough for yourself mm-hmm. and that's that's unrealistic that's that's the opposite of reality there yeah like we talked about when we were talking about twin flames in the last episode like i genuinely so deeply believe that the universe would never make you not whole. Like, of course, you have things that you're working on in this life. Mm -hmm. But you already have everything that you need within yourself. It's just a matter of uncovering those things. Yeah, you got to look within and oh boy, that month. That month was a lot of looking within. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're somebody who is capable of making a list and then checking through it and making sure that it's done. And with every check, you get like a burst of dopamine done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a list I, person for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I can make a list to organize my thoughts, but then I'll get one or two things done, sometimes three on a productive day. And then I'll feel defeated because now my day is gone, absolutely Mm -hmm. gone. And I didn't do anything that made me happy. And instead, I just feel shameful and guilty that I didn't do more. Yeah. And that's that shame and just like feeds even more into that solar plexus blockage. Like that feeling of (laughs) failure is... Oh, I think one of the most powerful things that like imbalances us and we're just (laughs) it just becomes this vicious cycle because it's like the more you block it the less like willpower you have to like do the things that you're actually passionate about Right. And that was one of the hardest lessons to learn that month is I realized exactly how much I don't trust myself. And especially when it comes to routine, because my expectations going into it were radically different of my expectations at the end. And there was this breaking point in the middle where I had to just stop, take a hard look at myself. And I was, oh my God, I was crying so hard during that check-in video.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Just like what I set out to do wasn't working, and I had to lay it all aside and actually actually listen to myself and think about what routine structure looked like from a place of observation instead of a place of expectation. Mm-hmm. And that was that was really difficult for me, um, but it was a really interesting learning experience um I still struggle with that lesson um oh I I totally skipped over what our quest was though so we should definitely (laughs) yeah talk about that for a sec Mm -hmm. um so we decided to do a quest focusing on willpower that aspect of the solar plexus and it was um we were going to get rid of a habit that we didn't like, that we already have, and then start a new habit that we felt like was healthier and something that we wanted to do. So for me, I decided to cut way back on my screen time. My Initially, I went into it with the idea that I was just going to be on my phone for two hours a day or less, which was just ridiculous because I do all of my work and every all of my work is digital so i like can't get away from it and i also use my phone to like you don't know, connect with people i love and also i use it to read a lot which i don't necessarily think is a bad thing so and then my good and the good habit was to get out into nature more yeah how yeah, about which, you oh um Mine was just to cut back on Netflix specifically. I'm a TV binger. So I knew that that was the bad habit that I wanted to break. And then um, go outside and do art specifically outside. So I put on extra boundaries for myself, extra specifics. Because I thought that I needed that to keep me focused. But um, nope, couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like... Uh, in my, I, I told myself that I was like failing every day, but what I was doing was failing to listen to myself and trust yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> do you want to draw a card against humanity card for your experience with the solar plexus? Oh my god, yeah, please, <laughs> lay it on me. Multiple stab wounds times three. <laughs> You got a can of whoop ass. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I did have to open that up on myself midway through, <laughs> and then I <it> released,
0: <laughs> then I unleashed it on the world.
1: <laughs> Mine was sexual humiliation. Was that? Did you? Was that on the checklist? Did um, you? every day <laughs> every day I sexually humiliated myself just to keep you humble <laughs> god Kayla you're such a slut oh, and yeah. I like it <laughs> it was all about building you know self esteem and self worth so first Bing. I humiliated myself and then I turned it around <laughs> Self flagellation is still that, even if you laugh at it. Just <laughs> gonna point that out. <laughs> um, <Man. laughs> speaking of building self confidence, I found this really interesting article about that. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was talking about building self-esteem and the things that actually work and the things that don't. And it started off with because I I think a lot of people know in the spiritual community that when you talk about building self-esteem, like the first thing that a lot of people go to is positive affirmations. They're like, just write down nice things about yourself. And if you write them down long enough, you'll start to believe them.
0: All you need are the right
1: words. Yeah, these studies have shown that um, that doesn't work. If you have (laughs) low self-esteem, using (laughs) affirmations that you don't believe in actually hurts your self-esteem more. So that's not a great way to go about this. And I think... uh, you know, for me, I've tried to do that before. And every time I do it, I'm like, this just feels like lies. <laughs> I'm right. just like, it's lying like to adding, myself. <laughs> it's like adding an extra layer of disillusion. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just to like fall asleep at night. And then also it talked about self-esteem programs that are like designed to say, you know, they say that they're going to help you feel better about yourself after you're done with the program. Those don't work either. I guess afterwards, a lot of people will say that they feel better, but it's because they're underestimating their self-esteem before they started the program. You know, like their memory changes and they think that they felt worse before going into it. But when they answer like questionnaires that measure self-esteem, they're the same before as they are after. So that was interesting. And so it's probably a waste of money
0: <laughs> to like,
1: <laughs> do programs like that. Um, but the like, most beneficial thing that you can do is to train yourself to not engage in negative self-talk. So instead of just like telling yourself like affirmations that feel like lies, instead try to create like a sense of mindfulness around when you're speaking negatively about yourself And then stop, stop it, you know, just be like, okay, we're not doing that anymore. You know, treat yourself like you would treat your best friend or someone that you actually love a lot. I know so many of us say things to ourselves that we would never say to someone else. And it's like learning to recognize when you're doing that and then stopping and taking a step back and saying like, just not doing that anymore and also if you are going to use affirmations if you're like totally set on that then use things that you actually believe are true about yourself so you know maybe you're not happy with the way that you look but you think you're really creative or you're you don't think that you're smart but you're a really good friend you know focusing on the things about yourself that you really love that's going to boost that solar plexus energy the most yeah yeah i think um actually during that month i started writing something on my mirror it was like uh if you like what you see write one thing about thee and so it's like you know pretty eyes or i put like face of a french barmaid (laughs) but like the cool thing about that is without any prompting uh my friends would write things about themselves that they liked on my mirror too and like that was just a beautiful thing that did happen to come about through that month. Oh, that's so cool! I love that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was actually really cute, and that came about this during the second half because um, in the middle, when I decided to stop beating myself up and saying bad things about myself, um, and I decided to start doing what excited me the most like that was that was my driving factor instead of thinking about what I should do I did what I wanted to do so that was part of it and oh my gosh I can't even tell you all the things that I did second half of the month because they were small and fleeting and happy yeah and that's like so much happier of an existence than like (laughs) and, you know, waking up with your list and being like, if I don't get this whole list done of things that I actually don't really want to be doing, then I'm a fucking failure. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Right. But, like, I feel like maybe we need to re right our relationship with failure and these terms Mm -hmm. in general especially what productivity means because that can be a trap of just getting caught in productivity and uh one of the things I, i learned when um researching that month is specifically for adhd people but i think it's applicable to anybody whereas um we're taught that productivity is is something that should be in the moment it's as much as possible every from moment to moment and it, and you could chart it right then and there but instead look at it like an overall uh chart like um and more in the long term sense of what productivity means than short term because you're going to have inconsistencies that is human nature So, um, but you can get so caught up in tracking the failures than the victories that you forget the overall perspective altogether. It's about long-term gains, not specifically short-term. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think like, speaking of long-term that made, That was the difference between this month and the other month that we worked on was, like, how much effort it took to engage with that month because it was a constant thing. Um, instead of just it being, like, a task, like, with the Root chakra, where we were dancing, not being on my phone was a constant effort all day long. Mm-hmm. And that made it a lot more difficult than the other months because it wasn't just something you could just like tick off and, and be done. Yeah. 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 And it's also one of the harder lessons to continue carrying on through the other months with,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you can dance and feel like, okay, yeah, I activated my root today. Or, you know, you can go and do the meditate, masturbate, create in a matter of 20 minutes or something, mm-hmm. you know, what you need from that. But constantly reminding yourself to trust yourself and follow what excites you, um, that takes vigilance. Yes. (laughs) It's rough because you just, like, notice so often that you're, like, not doing that. And it becomes a matter of, like, building that, like, self-forgiveness, you know, like that, okay, maybe I was really hard on myself today, but, like, that's okay. You know, I can... Now I noticed, and now I can change that, or I can forgive myself for whatever I think that I did wrong, or, you know, maybe I didn't do the thing that I set out to do today. And instead of internalizing that, just being like, you know what, it's okay. It's fine. I didn't have to do that. I'm still alive. I'm still enjoying my life. (laughs) Like, (laughs) It's like catching yourself when you start even thinking the words should or I'm Mm -hmm. so. It's like, I'm so what? Beautiful? I'm so energetic? What? I'm so what? Been I'm, so passionate. Nice. Yeah. I'm so, so passionate. Really respectful of my energy level <laughs> 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 Like i should you should be what loving yourself uh-huh you should yeah. you should crack open that bottle of wine and give yourself a foot massage yeah you should yeah <laughs> It's something like when other people in your life do that to you, Mm -hmm. you know, and and not internalizing what they say you should be doing and how you should be, because you know better than them. You're you. You, They don't fucking know. They're, of course, doing their best to get through life with what they have. But Mm -hmm. like, it's just unreasonable. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's the same thing that we talked about before. Like when you have an imbalanced solar plexus, you're constantly trying to grasp for places where you can feel in control and controlling others tends to be a, a pathway. A lot of people take with that.
0: Yeah. So you can yeah.
1: recognize that they're just out of balance and <laughs> you don't have to let it throw you off balance. Yeah, I definitely felt that during my month quest because this might be something that other might resonate with other people, but I didn't have any support structure going through that month with, um, the decisions that I wanted to make for myself. I was trying to figure out my next step in my career, um, long-term and short-term. And there was just so many people around me saying that this podcast is a waste of time and that I should be going back to college and I should be doing this and this, and I should switch my mentality to be more responsible. And And that was difficult. That was super fucking difficult because not only am I struggling to trust myself, but now I'm forced to do that even more because of all this external influence. Mm -hmm. But people are dealing with that in some form all the time. Yeah, it's really tough. How did you work through that? And you feel like it's something you're still working with? Um, even though I didn't feel the self-trust, I can still feel when something's right for me. Um, and I'm thankful to have that kind of intuition and I'm thankful for you too. You, build, you empower me quite a bit. <laughs> you, you are my support. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that Conscious Quest felt right even though I'm being told that it was wrong, it felt right. And I needed to trust that. Mm -hmm. So, so I did. And not only that, but I think in the next month, I started to take control of other small things in my life. um, Like learning how to cook better, taking control of my diet and my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so not only was I able to defy not having so, as much support, but I was able to um, expand on myself through it. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, vigilance. It just takes wanting it. Like, not, no, I shouldn't I shouldn't say it just, it only takes wanting it, but like, I don't know. The, we focused on the term willpower quite a bit that month. And it, I felt like I was truly tapping into that yeah because like will is a want you know like Mm -hmm. if you have a will to do something it's like this really aligned wanting you know that you know that this is the right thing and it's truthful to you because you can force yourself to do something And it's not really coming from will to do it. It's like this, all of those shoulds that have like stacked up behind you that are like pushing you forward into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I found myself checking in with my body quite a bit during those moments to mm -hmm. see how I physically felt and then to understand what that meant. So working from the inside out, really. Yeah, and it was focusing on the root chakra that really helped stabilize that, mm-hmm. give me a foundation for me to be able to feel my body and understand what it was saying to me. Yeah, and i I had a similar process, and like one of the things that came to me was like learning to trust my impulses. Mm-hmm. So it was like that's not something that I felt comfortable doing for like, my whole life, <laughs> you know, it was just like, if you have an impulse to do something that can't be trusted, that means you're impulsive, and being impulsive yeah. is a bad thing. So, you know, impulses are a bad thing, but really, when you're tapping into that kind of, like, aligned space that feels right, and you have an impulse that's coming from there, and you act on it, it feels so good, and it, uh, like, oftentimes has like a much better outcome than not trusting that impulse. But an impulse is not a compulsion. So like, and I think that's the distinction is, I had all of these compulsions to like get on my phone and distract myself and just give in to scrolling for hours or the compulsion to like not eat well, you know, and put something in my body that felt good in the moment, but wasn't good long-term. And I would never have an aligned impulse to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, There was this interesting article that I read that's relevant to what you just said about how um, not trusting your impulses or not being able to critically observe your impulses for whether they're that or compulsiveness. Mm -hmm. It relates to trauma and growing up in an environment where you had to predict the environment for your own safety, whether it was emotional, physical or sometimes spiritual religious imbalances um and and so like reading the reading the emotions and and the events of everything going around you while fixing your impulses making sure not to follow those so that you can remain safe in that environment it was something you know that you've learned it was a trauma response meant to keep you safe. So like now I'm understanding this, how to follow your impulses. Um, And every time that you don't trust yourself, you are reaffirming that lesson that you cannot trust yourself. Yeah. So you've got to listen to those impulses. Maybe you don't follow them, but you need Mm -hmm. to listen to them and why.
0: And I think, like, you can start with things that are so simple and don't have
1: crazy consequences, right? So if you have, like, an impulse to make a major change in your life, but you're not at the place where you 100% trust yourself, like, maybe hold off on that, you know, (laughs) until you've created more discernment. But if you have something small, like... um. I really want to go for a walk right now.
0: Go for a fucking walk.
1: You know, yeah. or like you're driving and you're like, I really want to take a new way home today.
0: Take a new way home, yeah. you know, or
1: like mm-hmm. I, I do this all the time when I'm like going to the grocery store with my car and I'm like, where do I park? <laughs> and I just like <laughs> I just have like an impulse to be like, oh, I should park here, you know, or I should park in this mm-hmm. row, you know, and just following that and, like, every time you do something small like that and, and nothing bad happens, I guess, yeah. <laughs> like, you're building that trust in yourself right. that, like, okay, like, my intuition can be trusted and I can be trusted and this, like, source of power within myself can be trusted and it's okay for me to, like, not just just do what I should, and and to follow what feels good for me in any given moment yeah and if you are sensitive to rejection at all because impulse being impulsive could mean the potential of being rejected Mm -hmm. then you are gonna you could surprise yourself with how often you are not rejected yeah like like during that month um or it was the month after but the lesson carried over I was being impulsive and trusting myself and I was walking past this lady doing gardening with a hose after my workout and I asked her to spray me down just impulsively like hey could you do me a favor and she (laughs) sprayed me down and she was laughing and I was like thank you so much it was was so great (laughs) and it was like the best part of my day and sometimes like you know yeah in the back of my head I was like maybe she would think I'm weird for even asking and like yeah sure some people might have that reaction but she didn't and I had a wonderful time and yeah. so does she <laughs> it's that fear of judgment that like keeps mm-hmm. us back so often because we're so afraid like if we have if we face judgment from other people and we don't have like the internal coping mechanisms to deal with it then it's going to result in, like, a loss in the solar plexus and an imbalance. And, like, that doesn't fucking feel good. But as we spend the time to build our own inner self-love, then other people's judgments aren't going to affect us as much. Like, it just doesn't matter if that lady told you no and she thought you were weird or whatever, right? right? It just doesn't matter. Like, it was just the small little interaction that is insignificant, but it did turn out positively and you had a great time. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> it takes, it takes so much bravery to do this kind of work and to like put yourself out there and take those risks, especially yeah. if you're sensitive to mm-hmm. rejection and you're socially sensitive or you're, you're fragile on the inside because no one has taught you no one has modeled for you or taught you how to love yourself in a healthy way. Don't cry. We're here doing that for them now. I see it. But it's true we feel for you guys. It's so true. Yeah, it's like sad. But- I had this therapist who I worked with a while back. And I only saw her maybe, like, four times. But one of the things that she said to me was, like, I was going through this terrible time in my life. And she was, like, it's not your fault that no one taught you how to cope. But it is your responsibility to learn now that you know that you don't. And I had to, like,
0: take time for that to sink in. Because I think so often we blame ourselves for the state that we're in. You know, we can blame ourselves for all of the negative things
1: that we have that are about us. But then when it comes to taking responsibility for changing them or even taking responsibility for having positive things about yourself, then suddenly that same tension isn't there, you know, where it's like, I'm creative and I'm fun and I'm smart and I I can't say like, oh, it's my fault that I'm smart, <laughs> you know, because suddenly that's like cocky or whatever. <laughs> you know, but you can say Don't be prideful. Yeah. Don't be selfish. <laughs> but it's totally okay to say it's my fault that I'm depressed and no one likes me. You know, that just is like it's so I that's so mean. This sounds so mean to mm-hmm. be like I'm depressed. It's my fault, no one likes me.
0: Yeah, but we all like. I've said that to myself for such a long time.
1: You know, like I've had those kinds of self-talk. Like I look back at my journals from years to go, years ago, and I have pages filled with just hating on myself about how I'm defective and I'm a failure and no one will ever really see me or love me and I'm not worthy of attention. And like all of these things, just pages. Oh and yeah, and I look back on it now that I've done so much work to, and this this should give, I hope,
0: give people hope that are in like a similar circumstance that you can change that. Like that is not how you have to be. You
1: can change that. You totally have the power to work on that and change it over time because I would never now, I would never write those things about myself. I would never say that about myself at this point. And it's because I've spent the time becoming mindful and working on Treating myself like someone I love, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. I just want <laughs> to thank gorgeous. you. Thank you. i take a about <laughs> words of wisdom by Kaylee. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, just having so much love for yourself but like we're taught to not do that we're taught that that is selfish that Mm -hmm. you should not be prideful of your actions that you should constantly give and give and give and you know what this breeds anxious attachment yeah insecure attachment styles
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like we're all traumatized trying to navigate through this dramatic society yeah speaking of That might be Mm -hmm. a good segue into our current event. Yes. But can we pull, can we break up this tone? This was heavy. Can we break up this tone (laughs) with another card, please? Yes. (laughs) All right. Cards Against Humanity, please tell us what we need to know and talk about for the Don't Say Gay Bill. Insatiable Bloodlust. (laughs) <laughs> that is how I feel. That is how we should all feel towards the Supreme Court. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I just wanna okay. Want, mm, let's linger in the insatiable bloodlust for one second longer. Just, just take it okay. in. Yeah, it's there. That the that insane rage. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Um, and now let's go into some facts to validate the insatiable bloodlust. <laughs> so, um, on March 11th, the Texas court halted abuse inquiries into parents of trans kids after Governor Greg Abbott ordered state C- agency to treat gender-affirming care as child abuse. But since then... They have repealed that and are also and continuing on forth on their shitty agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just one example of a wave of anti-LGBTQ bills sweeping our nation. So far, there's over 240 uh, anti-bills filed so far, mostly targeting trans people. And like, this, this is a record-breaking number. This is just this year over mm-hmm. 240. That's insane. And, like, they're using these disguise... These bills are disguised as, like, protecting religious rights and their ability to discriminate. And, like, they're designed to make it harder for gay couples to adopt. And, like, some states are advocating for healthcare professionals to be able to discriminate based off of their belief. But, like, these bills are so vague. There's They allow pretty much everything and nothing at the same time. It's just allowing people to discriminate based off of their religion. Any chance that they can get, and they're unfortunately targeting all mostly trans people. Mm -hmm. Like you saying that they're going to, uh, they're going to hurt children. They're uh, that's mostly the biggest thing that they're going for is that it's child abuse. Yeah, that this is something that we need to like protect children from, and it's such a fucking shame because. There are so many better things that these resources could be going toward protecting children from, like, I don't know, the being in families where they're being starved or abused or left alone for days at a time, like things that are actually child abuse. And instead, they're taking those resources, very limited resources Mm -hmm. that the states have to actually deal with these kinds of things. And putting those efforts toward, like, investigating the parents of trans children just doesn't make sense to me. Right, and even, like, it doesn't make sense because even the research has shown that, like, Kids who have access to puberty blockers, which are reversible, by the way, and have no long-term side effects once stopped, they've resulted in less depression and suicide rates. Yeah, so they're they're going to punish you for actually taking care of your children and making sure that they're happy and healthy instead Mm -hmm. of, like, going after the people who are legitimately hurting their kids. It's almost like they don't actually care about saving kids. They just care about controlling other people because their solar plexus is out of balance. Absolutely. But um, that's just some context. The Don't Say Gay Bill by DeSanta specifically prohibits classroom discussion about orientation and gender. Um, They say that it's because of grooming because yeah sure uh kids who are already curious who are just asking questions and then you answer those questions and letting them come to their own conclusions is definitely grooming no it's not grooming is is more ingrained in that Mm -hmm. grooming starts off small and deliberately and over time garnering trust so that that so then you can break that trust and and they're in a vulnerable state. That's grooming. That just like letting kids be curious and asking questions is not grooming. Mm-hmm. But if the, the don't say gay, gay bill allows parents to bring in action against the schools now. And it's unfortunate because it's not just like this is something that this government is doing there. I mean, the majority of the population in Florida supports this. And it shows Mm -hmm. just like how intense and how common it is for these solar plexus blocks to exist and the real fucking consequences that this has on society and on people. Like this shit is not just like, oh, if you do this, you'll feel better. It's like, if we all collectively do this work, we have a better world. Yeah. This is about fixing the world at large by fixing the world at small, like within yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to fix yourself to fix everything else. Yeah. Yeah. But that shows that these billmakers are uh, flawed human beings, too. Absolutely. That, I mean, I don't think anybody like has any illusions yeah. <laughs> that like politicians well, are perfect people. <laughs> it's easy to put people on pedestals mm-hmm. or an ideology on a pedestal, mm-hmm. and and then you uh, have this blind faith revolving around this. You are giving up your self control. Mm-hmm. You are giving up your confidence and your identity to something else. So. It's, it feels like imbalanced solar plexus feeding an imbalanced solar plexus. Mm -hmm. It perpetuates off of each other. Yeah. Because if you're balanced and you're happy and you're living your truth, all you want is for other people to be able to do that too. Like you Mm -hmm. don't feel threatened by someone else doing it when you're balanced and doing it yourself you don't feel the need to control how other people express themselves when you are authentically expressing yourself, you want what's best for everyone else. But if you're not able to be in a place where you are, you know, accepted for who you are, then you feel the need to take it out on other people and punish other people for, for not accepting you. And, And if you're not being accepted, then no one should be accepted and um, it goes back to this bully mentality of uh it's classic the bully is only bullying because it's they are not happy at home mm-hmm. their home life is in disorder well it shows that even though we distance ourselves so much from being like children uh we don't grow that much from from those those responses. Mm -hmm. Like pain, how we deal with pain, perpetuating pain. Mm -hmm. But, but like that's going on, that's a current event that's happening. And it shows the importance of finding that stability within yourself, because it's going to be easy to, uh, fall into their tactics, their fear tactics to give up your control, whether you want to or not, uh, But, like, finding that security, that uh, confidence with yourself is going to uh, help guard yourself against all the outside influences and attacks against your solar plexus. Yes. But that's why there's self-help stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Critical thinking portion. (laughs) Self-help stuff, shows, books, books. Yes. Um this podcast, but like wait, wait a second, not us. We're back. We're, 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 we're Gucci. Not not us. Hi. <laughs> don't think critically about us. Actually do, please. Yes, please, please fucking do. Because do. like and also us. don't just listen to us. Like go out and fucking do shit. you feel Come better. to your own conclusions. Yeah. Come to your own conclusions. Send us a mean email saying that you disagree with us. <laughs> First contact, yes, we don't care what kind it is. Somebody talk to us, dear Sonia and Kayla. You're full of shit. Thank you. Yeah, we we are, but you know what? We're shoveling it out, spoonful spoonful. <laughs> but like self help stuff how helpful do you think that this actually is Kaylee? I think it can be um it can be a a catalyst for growth and change in people's lives but my concern with a lot of self-help is well there are a couple of them (laughs) first is that like a lot of these people present themselves as an authority, which can be trusted like at all costs with anything. And that's an issue for me because I think that that blocks people off from being encouraged to use critical thinking themselves and decide for themselves what's right and what's not. Um, And then the other part of it is like, are you just... Constantly consuming self help media and not making any changes in your life other than you're just listening to and watching these things and reading these things. You know, like I. Being aware does not equate to being a better person. Yeah. You can have a perspective shift that changes how you look at the world, it can be very powerful. But if you're not changing any of your actions because of that, like, well, what kind of impact does it actually made? I, I don't think much. Mm-hmm. Right, you're just on to the next thing. This consumer consume outside validation constantly. It 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 feels like the same trap. Yeah, like, it's like the the, the guru that's, that's... problem, right? <laughs> like.
0: What's you the know
1: problem? that like people aren't encouraged to think that they are their own guru like they feel like they need someone outside of them to tell them what the truth is and i just i i don't think i don't think that's true i think like i said previously in the episode that well, We have everything that we need already within ourselves. And there are people who are going to help you bring those things out. But just being told that you need to just implicitly trust someone else and their opinions and not critically think about what they're saying to you is a fucking problem. That's blind faith. Yeah we're trying to work on trust not just blind faith because that's not thinking critically it's not trusting I mean, you yourself because i think it's so many of us have had experiences with spirituality religion even culture i mean look at the fucking war on drugs right i yeah, mean we had yeah, in school we had like dare officers coming in being like marijuana will kill you and it's like you get out of it and you're like holy shit, marijuana, like, doesn't kill people? What else have they been lying to me about? But you could just continue to, like, you know, keep saying that marijuana kills people just because an authority told you that. Yeah, yeah, and then you're perpetuating that, and then when somebody does figure out that they were lying to you, then the chances of them going down a deeper rabbit hole than they ever would have, with less information as well, it's more harmful we're creating these harmful setups for people to be then taken advantage of in a vulnerable Mm -hmm. state and and oh my god i just i'm gonna sound like a conspiracy theory but everything revolves around dividing and conquering and it's and it's perpetuated by the government and the culture and okay all right that's me on my soapbox real quick (laughs) just letting the letting the conspiracy part dip out and then dip back in but like but, but it's everywhere and it's hard to ignore once you see it. And we see this in Netflix shows, the self-help Netflix shows too, like how to how to change your mind on drugs or <laughs> there's just a lot. And not all of them are, are bad. There's like meditation ones as well. But it's like, mm grabbing a small dose of it to feel better about yourself so that you don't continue to do the the real work Mm -hmm. and i think that these things can be used for good definitely like i have um a book that that same therapist i was talking about before she gave to me which was um radical acceptance living your life at the heart of a buddha by tara brock it did change my life like I read that book and it, it, I learned about meditation and I started meditating regularly and it has completely changed everything. Like my mental health is so much more stable than it was six years ago before I started meditating. And she was the catalyst, but what really changed my life was meditation like she couldn't, mm-hmm. she just gave me the information and then I was on my own from there. Like it's not just, and I would recommend that book to anybody who's interested in meditation. But the book itself isn't what, isn't what changed me. I mm-hmm. think that there needs to be more distinction about that in fact i pulled a card against humanity card about this <laughs> just while you were talking oh my god what it say and um about self-help media it just says a fat bald man from the internet <laughs> oh no that's who's behind it all who's that's the conspiracy <laughs> holy shit it's always back to Oh, my God, the bane of the existence, <laughs> the patriarchy, <laughs> the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, but the question that arises, <laughs> too, is strange. like, who is behind these things? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, how critical are you being of the media that you're taking in? Yeah. and. I mean, sometimes, like, you can use it as a tool. Like, sometimes I have issues with um, driving my own energy and getting excited about doing something. So I'll watch something to kind of start that motor. Like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I need to work today. So I'm gonna uh, watch. How to build a sex room and then i'm going to get into working like it's okay to do that but it it comes down again to uh being self-aware and setting intention Mm -hmm. i think and that's what it is it's the intention setting so you can use these things to help you to set intentions because i was listening recently to this podcast which led me to research this entire concept but um there is a a fallacy that we think that we don't change very much over time. When in fact, people change a lot over time. And if you think about it, you're not the same person you were when you were a teenager. Your friends are different a lot of the time. Maybe you live in a different house. Your partners might be different. You might have a different relationship with your parents. You might like different things. Like I liked different music than I liked when I was a teenager. And I'm a vastly different person. (laughs) So these changes are going to happen regardless if you're conscious of them or not. And we can use this kind of media to kind of set us on the right path of these changes that are inevitably going to happen. But again, it's not just using the media, it's taking the action afterwards and using them as inspiration, not just as the end game. Yeah, thinking critically. (laughs) (laughs) It's like how all things are a tool. Um, And when we humans use tools, they become an extension of ourselves. Just like psychologically, whether it's physical or not, any tool becomes an extension of ourselves. And so you have to know yourself to really see what is being extended yeah. But that being said, do we want to give them homework? Absolutely. To extend themselves? Yes. <laughs> you know you got to get a week's quest from us. Yes. So this one's going to be a little different than the one that we did because um, this probably would have been the quest we set forth if we knew what we knew coming out of it as we did going in. So this time, you guys... You don't need to uh, give up a habit and gain a habit. Instead, literally just mark down observations of your routine. Don't change anything. Do not change at all. Mm-hmm. You are just writing or observing what you are doing. And I would also encourage you to, like, observe how you feel about what you're doing, too. Mm-hmm. You know, how did it feel to do those things you know throughout the week and you can observe that maybe there are things that you would like to change but we really encourage you to just track
0: how you are spending your time
1: and it doesn't always have to be productive like you don't only have to put down productive things you could put that you fetched out for two hours today because you were feeling tired or Mm -hmm. emotionally drained Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Or even all
1: fucking day. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Over the week, at the end of it, see if there's a pattern there. And then think about what is maybe influencing that pattern. Mm -hmm. Is it one that you like? Do you dislike it? All you're doing is being curious about your current habits, not trying to change them. Yep. Good luck. Good luck. And that's our sign off for today. Good (laughs) luck. It's a a little weary sounding. (laughs) You can do it. We trust you to trust yourself. Absolutely. (laughs) And um, next episode, we're going to be talking about our experiences with the splenic chakra month, which was Mm. the primal month for us. Mm. And it was really good. Mmm, primal month. Okay, I'm going to growl <laughs> at least once or twice during it, so look forward to that in your ears. <laughs> and we'll see you later.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and as promised, here is yeah, yeah, our... Really- card
1: against humanity of the kinds of energies we need to be focusing on for the week ahead cards what do we all need in our lives for the next week what kind of vibe is it well marking our habits sexual tension oh oh (laughs) well That if I marked my habits, I would have seen that. I mean, married (laughs) somebody who's asexual is gonna do that.
0: Be (laughs) aware of your
1: sexual tension. (laughs) Where are you holding it in your body? (laughs) Specifically in your genitals? Is the tension tension in your genitals? Do you like it? Sexual tension driving some of your actions? Uh yep, I'm a slut. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Hope for <the> show. <laughs> Alright, either embrace or rebel against it. That's that's up to you. But we're just letting you know that you're gonna feel tension. Yep, for sure. Frustration, maybe. <laughs> a little this week. Is this for me? Is this did you draw this card for me? This is for all <laughs> of us. Uh-huh. not always about you oh my god <laughs> isn't it nah <laughs> all right. this is the real goodbye all right bye. Bye. bye thanks for joining us for this episode of the conscious quest
0: podcast you can find a new episode on the first and last day and every wednesday of the month To reach us in the meantime with any questions, comments,
1: or concerns, you can email us at consciousquest.info at gmail.com or find our website at myconsciousquest.com.
0: Help us out by rating and reviewing the episode on your preferred platform.
1: And we'll see you in the unavoidable void.